Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. the one true king in the north, Diddy Stark. And to my left is my illustrious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. the little baby who just won't listen. I'm going to get it together one day. No, eh. We'll see. Eh, we'll see. Not this summer, though. Not in 2019. Check. Uh, you know what? Ye have little faith. Check me out. Check check back in after homecoming season. So, like, November. Yeah. Just in time for your mind birthday. You, my, mind you, we're recording <laughs> this in May. I'm on my bullshit for real, for real, from now until, like, Labor Day weekend. And then homecoming season. All my old hoes are going to be in town. Mm. I'm probably going to be in their cities, too. So y'all love to reduce, reuse, or recycle like goddamn Rumkey. Absolutely, mm. I know what I dick been. I know mm. what it's hitting for. Mm-mm-mm. I told you this see, summer looking real blue tint. See, y'all like to reduce, reuse, or recycle. I like to explore new frontiers, like like my girl Arya Stark. What's what's the Westeros? Let's find out. So she finna discover America. <laughs> she 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 Christopher Columbus. <laughs> uh, no, I just feel like this summer is gonna be real spicy. It's you know, already I'll, off to a very tingly. I'll, very. I very want tangy. my summer to be spicy, but I need my niggas and my by my niggas I mean I need the male artists to get in formation. Listen, your nigga future. This is his time. He has not given y'all a single toxic masculinity. Well, not pack. him. Not just him. I'm f- fabulous. Where you, f- little baby? Like, like, listen, the ladies, and we'll touch on this. We'll we'll get to this. Y'all have like eight anthems for the summer already. Listen, just like back to back to back. All the DJ got to do is play, play all of them back to back, and I'm gonna have my cardio in for the day. And so throw an ass ass. And so yeah, and so like because y'all got all these things for back to back to back to back to back. It's gonna be a real house. I just need some sort of toxic masculinity, some some misogyny to to balance it out. If if things are not perfectly balanced right now, (laughs) I gotta go and I gotta look I gotta play DS two old future i gotta play yeah, old, old flip flops don't even say gucci no more huh? you know what i'm saying i gotta play old shit to try to get in that bag like i need new shit i need new shit to, for this city boy summer that we are trying to accomplish no, we got it this summer y'all had it last summer eh? so nigga no nigga no no i am fed the fuck up y'all had it last summer you had probably had it actually summer 16 i know y'all had it because that was the summer of one dancing controller and work i know y'all had it that summer no we need the summer we need that summer y'all already trying <laughs> we, y'all t- took the spring t- no we you need this feel very strongly about nigga because i feel attacked megan I, the stallion is coming and she said listen we objectifying niggas this summer we are hollering we are in our drop tops and we a little daddy in the gray sweats <laughs> first and foremost <laughs> Megan can't objectify me. <laughs> the rest of y'all motherfuckers. No. We are objectifying men all Megan summer. the Stallion can objectify me. Beloved the little pony? Not so much. You will not come for my 5'3 ass. I've never called myself a stallion. I ain't got enough ass nor enough height. No, here's the However, thing. this little pony, 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen. And also, okay, so 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 full so full disclosure. Ladies, officially a stallion is five nine or higher. She gotta be five nine or taller to be considered a stallion. Right. If she five eight to five three, she's a pony. No, she, you're a hot girl. You're a hot girl. Which is okay. So here's it's the okay thing. It's okay to be a hot girl. Here's the thing. And as somebody who qualifies as a hot girl. Barely. <laughs> Relax, nigga. I'm 5'3". Nigga, you 5'3 you and some hope. <laughs> Don't do this. I'm with a shit Don't today. do this. I'm with, I'm with it all. Don't fucking, because we can relax. I, I mean, eh. As a it, hot girl, okay. I feel like we can let the stallions have their moment, okay? Yeah. Especially because I know that there are tall women who they struggle get, feeling sexy. They've been getting tall women. Have been getting slandered. For a while. So, yeah, making a style you put on for them. So, let them, ladies, with your short asses, let these women have their moment. Listen, and, and as, as someone who's, I've always stand a tall queen. Listen, I appreciate <laughs> versatility. Oh, we know. I appreciate versatility. Listen, I appreciate one moment you can be rocking your heels, being sexy. The other moment we can get out in the pickup court, you can run the pickup roll. I appreciate it. How fucking then? Really? This is what, listen, we're not five minutes into the episode. Can you not? Why not? Niggas gonna turn us off. <laughs> Feel it. But no, let the stallions have their moment. And, and us beautiful, hot girls. We got ours. They're lanes. The one thing I've always appreciated about Megan Thee Stallion is that she don't be on no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? She's here for everybody. She stands body positivity. Whatever skin you're in, there's room for you. And I've always, I've appreciated that. So, shout out to her. Her mixtape did drop this last Friday. It has been a soundtrack to my weekend. It's been on repeat. Between her and Tyler, the creator, it, like, Igor was actually flames from cover to cover. He surprised me a little bit on Igor because I've never been a huge Tyler the Creator fan. Neither have I, but but I was like, all right, you you, you didn't gotten your little Frank Ocean little little Playboy Cardi bag, little you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Uh, Khaled also dropped, and there's a couple songs on that Khaled I've been bumping. I fucked repeat. with Wish Wish. Uh, I've been, well, we I, knew I was gonna fuck with Wish Wish. <laughs> that nigga Khaled said the ending of that song had me weak. He was like, Shorty was like, what's that on your watch? A wrist worth a chandelier. <laughs> For whatever reason. I hollered. I was like, um, all right, but Khaled. yeah, so there are a bunch of uh, projects that dropped that went crazy. But of course, we gotta get Stan from Megan. This isn't even an album, this is a mixtape. Hey, listen. Um, and she's got two. She's got two records that are two mixtapes that are on the Hot 100 countdown. Go crazy. Um, she Tina Snow and now Fever. Nah, she got she got some she got a couple. That one song where she where she kind of remixed "Weak Ass Bitch." Uh, no, "Weak Ass Bitch" is the name of the song. No, but like she sampled the original "Weak Ass Bitch." Exactly. And so like. No, I'm talking about both her projects as a whole. No, 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 no. I'm no again. Shout out to her. She it was like the top thirty on Apple Music for both. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was kind of only female to to do that, only woman to do that. Um, excuse me. And so shout out to her. But like, when I tell you, listen, niggas, and see, we talk about staying in lanes, right? So I'm, I'm, I have balance. I can, I can big up niggas and also I can stay, stay in lanes, right? If a DJ smart. When he play that Megan on, when he play certain songs of that Megan, that weak ass mm-hmm. bitch, that that Simon says, that shake that, the shit with the baby, cash it, just move, get out the way, move. Get, get out the way. It's not the dance floor ain't safe for you. It's move. not get out. It's we, not the time for you to catch a twerk. We are having a moment, okay, and I want to talk about it. 
If you are a true ally king, you will let us ladies shake all of our asses, non-asses, body positivity this summer, okay? You will let us move these flat backs as hard as we I'm possibly to be, can. So, I'm trying to be good if you, if you keep like, throwing bait for me to like. You be, will let us move these extension cord backs as hard as we possibly can. Can y'all at least move the extension cord backs on the right rhythm this summer? Not you. I was about to say, Listen, you're not attacking me. No, 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 no. no. If, if it don't apply, let it fly. That's what y'all you're say to us all the time. Right. But, for some, but for some of y'all, I, I be peeping. Y'all be twerking on the one and three. And it, 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 it looks it's cool. No, no, it's not. Listen, no, it's not. First We're of all, no. how you going to learn if you don't learn? How you going to learn if you don't learn? Some people, well, that's the case. Twerk in the corner. Don't be in the middle of a dance floor making yourself look like a dumbass. No, it's fine, sis, because then you got me who's going to come behind you. We Stop hyping twerk up mediocrity. Me. So, you know, just Stop twerk on me, sis. Stop hyping up mediocrity. I'm no. going to throw it back in rhythm so you'll catch my rhythm. Stop like, hyping up mediocrity. It's fine, no. sis. Listen, if you're too afraid to twerk on him, twerk on me, sis. I'll get you together. Or everybody don't need to twerk. It's, it's everybody. Stay in lanes, right? Some people go with a good little wine. Some people are just go with a little 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 side we to side all action. We're blessed with the gift of rhythm, and that's fine. It, 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 it's okay, but that doesn't mean that there's not space for you on the dance floor, baby. It's just space for you to do what you need to do. Know your personnel. Know your know your one player, your star player. <laughs> know your personnel. That's you all. Know? That's all so, I'm saying. So while we're talking about the Megan Project, what's your favorite song? Like three, top three. Uh, Cash It with a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had, if that beat was a little bit different, I could have been, I could have been song of the summer material because they both are like on the rise right now, and like that could have been song of the summer material. Um, it's still song of the summer for me. Uh, we no weak ass bitch. That beat hard, and she talking cash, cash. She talking mad shit on that. Um, the third one, shit. Let me go for the roller ducks. Uh. Oh yeah, Simon says nigga got got the Godfather Juicy J on that bit. <laughs> got the Godfather Juicy J done blessed you with a couple tracks. Blessed you, yeah. Simon says. So mine is definitely pimping. Of course. <laughs> okay, relax. <laughs> you're you're on brand today. <laughs> Talk about me. <laughs> you're on brand today. Okay, pimping, cash shit because Megan is. I felt like that was the. Tr- I heard the train tracks rumbling. If you listen real close, you can hear the train tracks rumbling in the distance. Ma'am, get out. Real, bro. Yeah. Megan the Stallion and the baby can do what they want with me. Have your way. We're ten minutes into this episode, <laughs> and you talk, and you've already said some bullshit. It is that. God's will. Don't put, don't bring my Jesus into this. Don't bring my God into this. God's plan. You, don't if bring, I ever got the opportunity, that's not God's plan. That's your plan, nigga. Don't bring my God. That's into fine. This. I got to put it into the atmosphere. <laughs> Own your plan. Don't bring my God. Into they will this. toss my five three ass up, and it's listen. The crazy thing is, Megan actually taller than the baby. That music video is going to be crazy. That's wild. <laughs> she going to have to throw ass the entire time he's rapping. <laughs> like they, and they still might not be the same height. Listen, there's some camera tricks they got to do. There's yeah, some platforms. Some angles. Yeah. Angles. So, he going to have to learn from Lil Uzi on that one. Pimping, cash shit, and weak ass bitch. But that's for personal reasons. All right. We ain't going to touch we ain't, him. We ain't going there. But no, weak ass bitch is hard. But no, shout out to Megan. Um, shout out to Tyler, the creator. Earthquake. Uh, boy, Woo. whatever that man was going through when he, he stepped in the studio. <laughs> Listen, that was his outlet that day because he snapped. <laughs> whatever, bro, whoever uh, man or woman that pissed Tyler, the creator, off before he got in that studio to record that song. Woo. And uh, Khaled, Khaled, um, thank you, um, that Big Sean solo. Yes. Big Sean's coming with some shit. Yeah, Big Sean is on his way. And like, cause he, 
Big Sean and Janae coming with some shit, and they gonna like subtweet each other throughout the entire album. It's gonna be great. Um, you know what's crazy is that Janae, Janae Aiko's triggered. Of course, I don't know a single woman who listened to that and didn't feel it on some type of level. Nigga, we saw it. We saw it on all of y'all social medias. We all, definitely all of y'all. Felt it. All of y'all was posting the lyrics, posting the little pictures, like like all, all y'all triggered. Nigga, I'm triggered because y'all triggered now because I can't escape this shit. That's what you up. sound hurt. I sound fine. I you sound, sound very upset. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay, friend. Well, let's get into your weekend. How was it? <sighs> a big stack of boring, honestly. A big uh, stack of boring. A stack of boring. Um, so Thursday. Let's start with Thursday. We had our right. Yeah, my weekend pretty boring. Um, uh, I mean Thursday. We'll start with Thursday. Um we did the uh, wine Bacchanalian wine Bac- mixer. Bacchanalian wine mixer. So that was my first one. Really? It was my first one. I went to the after party like two years ago, mm-hmm. missed the one last year, and then this year it was a part of like Austin's whole birthday itinerary thing. And so, yeah, and, and they do it once a quarter. Okay. So they do it once a quarter. So the next one will be in like August or something of that nature. But yeah, um, that was fun. It was raining cats, dogs, and everything else. But, you know. We were very aggressive about getting this wine. First of all, leave it to the niggas to pull up with no wine. So typically it's like a rule of three. You pull up with three bottles of wine and like. I told you this, mind you. you I did. I told you this. You did. But like niggas and we didn't listen and jade was like i've never bought a bottle it should be fine so i'm like cool no issues all right y'all did not remind a bitch a rookie bitch at that that this was a a marathon not a sprint because i remember at one point in time having an entire bottle to myself we tried you just didn't listen that sounds pretty on brand. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I love when people say, why did y'all stop me? No, nigga, we tried to stop you. You said fuck that shit. And I'm like, okay, you grown. All right. So, um, I made it out of the, the mixer. You did. God's still, God's still in the blessing business. I'm still in the blessing business. Got to Rasconi's to, like, eat and, like, chill and did not make it. <laughs> so you went home, home. <laughs> like, I went home, home to glory. Braylon's godfather was in there. And was like, you good? I was like, no, no, Marcus, I am not. He was like, well, it's time for you to go home. I said, you're right. It's very, it's very simple you're right. and very plain. Like, hey. He's like, I've never seen you like this. I was like, Marcus, I am wine drunk and I cannot. Like, it's not just wine drunk in my living room watching movies and crying. Like, I am wine drunk. Like, I was taking shots of liquor. It's like, what the fuck? And see, that's so shout out to. My good brother Sunel, because he made that mistake too, at one of, at one of these uh, wine mixers. Because you know, it's some it's some bougie black people shit. Because we love bougie black people love going to white people events and be like, "What's up, niggas?" Because fuck y'all. Um, but yeah, wine sneaks up on you. We know this, and so but then like you get into this whole thing where you you, you pay you pay this cover. You got to bring three bottles of wine so you're like oh i'm gonna get my money's worth because it's a it's technically you, a wine tasting because that's why they they used to just like bring out the bottles like whenever but like they would just run through them so they try to pace them the, the bottles a little more and so you're like fuck it i'm gonna get my money's worth and this and you, you start hunting for wine bottles I, I start making friends with the people on staff definitely so, so they can be definitely like definitely got past the whole bottle it was like here you go so Toward, it, especially towards the end of the event where they were really just trying to get rid of shit yeah i definitely got past be, the bottle. because um the winner 
because it's a wine tasting, quote unquote, right? So the winner, whoever wine tastes the best, because they put them in all in black, uh, like paper paper bags or whatever the case may be, gets all the leftover bottles of wine. Like literally, it's like, oh, you you won all the wine we didn't use. You got it. Like one of my friends won, and they had to like literally like how the fuck are we gonna carry this shit out like <laughs> you had a wheelbarrow that shit out basically so, so yeah so but why sneaks up on you we knew this so yeah that and you know what i'll be back because i did have fun yeah i did have fun so that was a kickoff the thursday for us was a kickoff to austin's entire birthday weekend uh what'd you do on friday um friday i mean i didn't really do much i had to work i had to work late so i got off work late um, immediately slid to a happy hour because of who I am as a person. Mm-mm. Um, and then we went, so, oh yeah, so shout to, uh, shout out to Morocco House. Um, they had their one world party on the square from like 7 to like 10.30. Mm-hmm. And so we went there, you know, good vibes, DJ was killing it, you know, all of that stuff. And then... I literally, so I went to to happy hour, I went to that, went to find food. And so I was like, I'm hungry. But I'm like, I need some, because there's like, let's go sushi. I was like, no, I, I might still be drinking after this. Yeah, I need something like filling. Yeah, and so, but it's like, I'm not trying to drive anywhere because drunk. So, long story short, Calvin makes a big mistake. Because there's a Taco mm. Bell downtown. Ugh. I know. I'm I'm, I'm ashamed of, at myself. Poverty. <laughs> the ghetto so i'm like all right cool you know what because i'm like it's cheaper than like because i again i ain't trying to spend too much money because we still early in the night <laughs> so if i and so if i go to get some wings wings can easily start adding up you get some mm-hmm. some all right cool big mistake first and foremost taco bell in downtown cincinnati on a friday night is the most ghetto shit you could possibly imagine it's ghetto boy then the first and most, then you forget that because it's downtown, the Taco Bell feels the need to try to upcharge the goddamn prices. Okay, no, because they don't call it Taco Bell; it's called Cantina. But it's like they try to they try to spice it up. I'm to, a, I'm a, almost yeah, cuss everybody out. <laughs> like, fam, why the fuck a crunchy taco a dollar fifty, nigga? Kiss my ass. So beneath then, that was beneath you. But you already committed to this point, so you're like, well, shit. I mean, yeah. And so then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get to, get these two chalupas, ch- you know, chicken, whatever the case may be. They had the nerve to, like, fuck up the chalupas. How do you fuck up? By giving me beans instead of chicken, like some dumb shit. Oh, God. And you're already drunk, so you have to eat it at this point. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. If I'm going to pay this extra price. I'm going to get my shit right. Easy. So I'm like, no. I'm like, I took one bite. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Literally walk up, I'm like, hey. This is wrong. Here's here's what it's supposed to be. Fix it, Jesus. And you literally just sit there and watch her. And like she's taking her time because she like trying to get through the other words. I'm like, baby, I don't think you understand. I need my food now. Like, not, not now, but right now. Finally do that. That done blew. I'm sober now. That done blew my whole shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, And then, like, I, got, I made the mistake of going back home. Because I'm like, okay, it's like early. It's like the awkward ass time. Oh, so it's like between like nine and ten. So when the turn up isn't quite there it's, yet, it's, you don't want to be early for the turn up. And there was no real the standard move. But it'll be late for happy hour. Yeah, and it was yeah. like it's an awkward ass time. And I was like, and then it was like, you know what? I'm not, I, I chopped it. I went. To, I went to sleep at like midnight. Oh my god. 
growth. You know why I went to sleep at midnight? Because on Saturday, I woke up early as hell to volunteer at the OTR 5K. Nice. So um, Friday, um, Austin had a bonfire at his daddy's house. In um, South Dayton. In South Dayton. <laughs> Niggas. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, Saturday, I had to work. After I got off of work, I went home. I'm trying to remember what the hell I did. No, I didn't go home. Me and Santana hung out for a little bit. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the homie. Um, and then I had another birthday dinner to go to. Can we take a pause right there? I fucking hate birthday dinners at restaurants. See, at this point in my life, you was know, it Austin's birthday dinner. Or no, else's? it was my. Oh, shout out to Antoinette. Her birthday. Oh, she yeah, also celebrated her birthday this weekend. Yeah. So y'all, y'all Taurus gang and shit. All know. day, all day. But um, yeah. So I went to her birthday dinner Saturday after work, and I. It's not that hers was actually hers was probably the smoothest I've ever been to. But here's the thing about birthday dinners. Number one, bring cash. Because you never know how they're going to try to do the billing. Or, like, some restaurants don't take multiple cards. Some I've been to a couple restaurants. Where they just don't, they refuse to split it. They refuse to split the check. So everything has to go on, like, one or at least, th- like, a, the max three checks. So now everybody has to cash out people. Bring cash. And whatever cash you bring, be prepared to leave there. That whole, oh, I need change shit is fucking annoying. Like, I get it. So hers was actually smooth, but it just reminded me of all the other times that did not go so fucking well. Oh, yeah. And, and I think, honestly. Then you have to be sat. You can't be sat until your entire party gets there. Yeah. It's and like, like you're waiting for other niggas to pull up on time. We can't sit down. I want to drink. They can't like who. And then thank God our waiter was competent. Um, uh, for, if the waiter don't know what the fuck they doing, it's oh, but birthday dinners are not for picky eaters. Because here you are, this waiter has you plus 15 other motherfuckers, and here you are arguing over fucking onions and, and mushrooms and other dumb shit. No. Find something on the menu that accommodates your picky-ass taste buds. It's okay at this birthday dinner to order chicken fingers and fries if it's available. At a birthday dinner, nobody's expecting you to get filet mignon. Nobody's expecting and this that. Is why, and this is why, okay, this is actually, shout out to the niggas on this one. Shout out to the guys, because generally, whenever a guy decides to do a birthday dinner, quote-unquote, Shit goes super smooth because we no. go we go somewhere. Most at least get niggas. Oh, and then y'all pick the priciest fucking restaurants. You, you don't eat here on the regular. You pick your birthday with a bunch of niggas and different budgets to sit down. Listen, it's nothing wrong with breaking bread at somewhere affordable. I'm not going to your cheesecake factory, but at the same time, I, I also don't what, what? like cheesecake. I was factory. like, what the hell's wrong with cheesecake factory? Yo, that menu is way too huge for them to specialize in any fucking thing. It's like your so house. My food is, I don't like Yard House either. Okay, I'm just making sure of the energy was saying. No, I don't like Yard House either. Listen, Yard House and Cheesecake Factory. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go there for one specific thing, but it's, it's one. Of, it's those two restaurants are perfect for the nigga who don't know what he want until he sees some shit. Yeah, but that's also the menu is way too huge, which lets me know that nobody is in that kitchen doing real fucking work. Everything is pre-made, packaged out. Bro, I could go to fucking the Frozen Island Kroger's for that shit. No, but I don't the like the cheesecakes are fire though. The cheesecake is fire because they're actually that's some in-house bakery ass shit. Y'all are known for cheesecake, not this bullshit ass menu. No, and actually at birthday dinners, I typically order appetizer as a main course because I want to make sure that my food is not complicated. Now's not the time for order the complicated, medium rare, half ass, no onions, add the pickle ass restaurant. No, now's not the time for that shit. 
You trick it? As hell, bro. <laughs> As hell. I did a birthday dinner two years ago. You want to know what happened? On the day of, half the people that RSVP didn't show up for whatever extenuating circumstances. Also, it's rained every year on my birthday. So niggas was just like, dog. And not even just like a couple raindrops here and there. Fucking torrential downpour. You are an April baby. And I get it. Because, like, I, I'm a December baby. I don't ever get good weather. I just got to make sure that's that doesn't snow. Exactly. So it's like, it's genuine circumstances. Now I'm being charged for 15 people. Only 10 people showed the fuck up. Like, crazy. And then the restaurant that I picked was like, we can all figure out, like, a, a family. They offer family-style dining, right. which worked out. Except for the one bitch don't eat onions. Another bitch is a vegan. This bitch is... I will never put myself through that stress ever the fuck again. And y'all wonder why niggas just like to go out to the club nope. and grab and get a section and grab some drinks, nigga. That's it. So at you this point, me? if I decide to do a dinner, it's me, whoever I'm dating at the time, my closest bitches, that's it. You like, bro, no. And when I say like closest, like her and her date. And that's it. It's just us four. My birthday. Happy birthday. And the older I get, the more and more I'm into like intimate things, intimate settings. This year on my birthday was pretty cool. We cooked inside the house. Beautiful. Worked out fantastic. And then Baltimore, we had a group dinner there. But niggas had that shit planned out. All I had to do was get off the plane. And motherfuckers had it set. I, like literally, I got to the table. There was already a bottle of wine waiting and like a menu. The appetizers were already ordered. Like... It was perfect, perfect. Actually, shout out to y'all because y'all y'all helped me down that weekend. I didn't. I don't think. And when I was in Baltimore for my birthday, I don't think I went my wallet one time. Like they were like, "It's your birthday." So, listen. Side note, and then we'll get off the topic. Don't nobody be more mad that you not celebrating your birthday than the girl that you're dating at the time. I do be pissed. Damn, oh they my be pissed God. like it's a birthday. I, like you, so you're just not gonna do nothing. They just go, you just gonna go out to the club. That's it. I mean, like you, like yeah, like you. See, it depends on how involved I am with you. Because if like we're in a serious type of situation, like it's just you and I here, we're not really seeing other people. There's some exclusivity to it. Then I'll plan something for you. Like I love shit like that. But if we're just casually doing this thing and you don't have any plans for your birthday, that's that's on him. I'll get you a gift, a card, throw you some ass, and then like that'll I'll be about my day. And that's fine, honestly. But if we're dating, dating, like this is my man, and you talking about you don't want to do shit for your birthday, I'd be, oh my God, no. But guess what? It's his birthday. Not hearing it. He can choose what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, I, try that with the the next woman you decide to date. Try that shit. I might, actually. Try that shit. Because I I like tempting fate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like to see. Actually, try that around your female friend group. Like me and Jay, the other women you're really close to, we're not letting you just not do nothing for your birthday. You wouldn't let us just not do nothing for our birthday. But I show up with a bottle. <laughs> we, I showed up with and a no, bottle. No shade to you. No, listen. Here's the thing. But if y'all decided, okay, we not doing nothing, I'm like, all right. You know what? It's your birthday. Next time I see you, I got you. But it's your birthday. My next birthday, I promise you. My see, my next birthday, I'll be 29. The birthday after that, 30. I plan on not even being in the country. And if I have it my way, I won't be in the country next year. But 34 fucking sure, I'm not going to be in the country, even if I have to go by my fucking self. I won't be here. I ain't going to lie, though. There's some, and we're not birthday shaming, but I was at Treehouse. There were like eight birthdays. And I was like, I saw like 
they had like the little cabana as they say. I'm like, you know what? If I I told somebody this, I was like, if I if you ever see me celebrate like a birthday, like have a section, and it's no shade to them, but at Treehouse, punch me in the face. Relax. She also works there, so like it makes sense. But why no, we think if if she works there, or not even not, not necessarily, but I think. But if you work there, that's one thing, right? Because you have connections there. For me, who does who does not work there, if I just punch me in the face, just like, and when I get mad that you punch me in the face, remind me, hey, you told me I could do that, and I'm like, you, you know what, you're right. Do a birthday, <laughs> treehouse. <laughs> anyway, so um, Sunday we did this pastel brunch, real bougie. I y'all was y'all, y'all look cute. We or whatever. Were cute. We were cute. Um, shout out to Austin for damn near setting the fucking building on fire, trying to cook 80,000 pieces of bacon and a tin foil pan, not a cookie sheet, stacked on top of each other on 400. So the grease is popping into the fucking stove. <laughs> what the fuck? Coleraine Township pulls up. Me and Jade are getting out of the car. We're walking up as the fire department is pulling up. So we're like, where y'all going? They'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> they were like, did you call this in? We were like, No. We just got here. So we followed the police, to, the um, the fire department into the building. And Austin is walking down the hallway shirtless, throwing his hands in the air. We walk into the apartment, and they are waving towels above the fire de- the um fire detector. Like, it's smoked out. Like, bro, there's four trucks coming down the hallway. They damn near evacuated the building. <sighs> hey, we're glad that you're alive, Austin. Everybody. Everybody's I mean? alive. Mind you, and shout out to Rodney. We rented out his space, like his apartment for that. And it was like, I know Rodney came home like, what the fuck did y'all niggas do? Naked boy. Mm. Hey. But shout out to Austin. Shout out to Brooke. Um, come to find out, they did this this weekend. They're a little, they did a joint party this weekend. And then Brooke's birthday is not for another two weeks. So we have to do this again very soon. They have to do this again very soon. My liver's going on a hiatus. We're tired, boss. I drank water for like the first time yesterday, my, and I felt my organs rejoicing. It was what? like that scene out of The Wizard of Oz. Can you feel a brand new day? Like they're shedding it. Like, like finally, finally, this bitch cares about us. Like that's why I stayed. Listen, no. I, I stayed in my house Sunday, watched Game of Thrones, got disappointed. Mm-hmm. Listen, Game of Thrones this season it was like, you know. The way I could compare my experience with Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones was like that chick that you wanted all through high school and college. It was super bad. But by the time she finally wanted to give you some, she had, like, gained 40 pounds, lost some of her hair, like, I had a couple kids. You're like, this wasn't what I signed? What type of shit? This isn't the bad bitch I signed up for. Because because I was so excited to watch this season live with mm-hmm. with y'all. Because I... Binge. I caught up. I started binging in like when did I start binging for real? I started binging in like September. So I took my time catching up. Mm-hmm. I was uh, and then I was like, okay, well let me like knock this shit out. So I was done binging in like February. January, February. That's how I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch this shit live with y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be able to kind of get in on the jokes, understand the memes, all that shit. And when I tell you this they, season hurt. Nigga, they should have just ended the shit at episode three. If, you know what? This ending made me miss the Night King. Nigga, the Night King should have won. I, the Night King should have fucked. If this is how we was going to go out, nigga, the Night King should have killed her. Bran? Bran. Fucking Bran. But see, the thing about it that irritates me Bran is- was that nigga who didn't do shit in the, co- in, the, in the group project but still got the A. All he had to do was literally sit there. I was like, oh, where? 
That pissed me off so bad. You know what? Actually, there were a couple different story arcs that I was just like, I was okay with. So Sansa being Queen of the North, I appreciate. Because she made a promise to her people, no matter what. Look, um, look <clears throat> Daenerys in the eye and said, listen, the North ain't bending no knees, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, we, we've, we're done with that. We said once we got our shit back, we will never do that shit again. And she kept her promise. So Sansa is the prime example of leveraging your weaknesses to your advantage. And she did that. She knows she's not the smartest bitch in the world, but she knows how to leverage the people who are. So I give her that. Um, Brianna Toss pissed me off. <laughs> nigga, she did all that to edit, edit my nigga's wiki, wiki bio. <laughs> because, and it was to me, it was like, yo, is this tone deaf as shit? Instead of like adding the fact that he knighted the first female knight, like of the Seven Kingdoms, like, and making it about her story and starting off her story or writing her own fucking page, you ended his. And then it, then it dawned on me, nobody ever writes their own epitaph. Right. So I would have definitely made sure that my story was a part of his instead of continuing giving him some type of legacy. Because the last thing in Jamie's epitaph was Kingslayer. So now it's, oh, he died protecting his queen. No, he died fucking his sister. Like, I would have, if she was- In fairness- that's the same thing. It just matter how you phrase I mean, it. You're not wrong, but at the same time, it was just like I I was very I'm just disappointed surprised that she still had that level of like loyalty. Love. Yeah, because like she nigga, no. he did the race on you. The Quickly. go the go back. He south. said, "My sister's a piece of shit," and so am I. Which again, Jamie's whole redemption arc got just got forgotten in like four episodes. Just made no I just sense. feel like once the book storyline and then D and D started to like scramble. Okay, what uh, and like? and so and so here's the explanation I saw for that. I'm not taking credit for this. So there's two types of writers. There's writers that just kind of go by the seat of their pants, and there's writers that plot. Writers who go by the seat of their pants, like they write the plot based off of what they think their fully developed characters would do in that situation. George R. R. Martin is a super seat of a pantser so like that's why he said like Daenerys got stuck in Marine for so long because he felt like that's what the character would do D&D are plotters so plotters they know how they want the story to start and they know how they want the story to end and that's why sometimes the characters in between just feel like empty plot devices because they know how they want the shit to end but but it's a linear storyline. I promise you, Jon Snow's like lines for the first four episodes of this season was, was "That's my, my queen. queen. That's my queen. That's all he said." And then it was actually kind of delicious to, for Jon to be the one to kill Daenerys. Predictable as well. Um, two dragon Drogon. He's a dragon. He melted a chair, guys. He knew he wasn't killing Jon Snow. I personally would have lit his ass up. But for y'all I think to make that I seem- think that's the only that's the only way that the Targaryen little thing came came into play because it was like, but Tar- John being a Targaryen literally yeah, served no purpose <laughs> except to piss Danny off. I really need to know why he was a Targaryen. Why was this big plot build up? Why did we let me know that he was fucking his auntie? Why? 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 All for that. None, they- of, none of it made sense, and, and it pissed me off. And and, and like. John Snow did all of that just to go back to the goddamn Night's Watch. To lead the free folk. That Egrid, his first fucking love, was trying to tell him the exact truth that he ended up finding out any fucking way and died trying to prove it to him. The lesson there for me was, bro, these niggas ain't shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the shut the fuck up. The lesson there was niggas ain't shit. 
Shut, no, I'm not letting you get that off. Fuck you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I had to try it. You tried it, failed. <laughs> I had to try Nigga, it. Because here's the thing. The lesson was, leave these crazy hoes alone. Because <laughs> first of all, Johnson. So wait, how does your lesson stand and mine doesn't? No, because mine, mine has actual proof behind it. No, Egret, bro, died trying to prove to Jon Snow the After fucking After she gave that nigga six shots. Leave, can you blame him? Can you bl- can you honestly blame leave her? The cra- leave the crazy leave the crazy woman alone. Can you fucking blame her? She, she listen. She gave Ingrid my nigga probably listen somewhere in heaven listening to lemonade right now. She gave my nigga six shots, and you gonna sit here and tell me he didn't deserve the shots? Nah, man. Cause here's the thing. All right, all right, listen. okay. And but also, it, it, the lesson is the is choose your part and dipped out too. He did the race. No. Yes, he. All right. He, he, we listen. must have watched two different Game of Thrones. We must he fucked. And he, kept, he, he stayed there. He knew the race the night after. He stayed there. But he, but she knew what she knew what time it was. Y'all she knew love she pulling that car. She knew listen, she she said like, I know I know you're not fully with us, but you're fully with me. And he and he didn't portray the her. Race. He betrayed the them. race. He did the race. Listen. I don't want to hear it. Eager did not have to die trying to prove a bitch and, nigga right. And okay. here's the thing: if he left them crazy hoes alone, he wouldn't have went back Stop to the night's watch. Hoes, Jesse. When <laughs> we had to go back to the night's watch, sometimes you got a lot to him. If he lied to Danny, everything's good now. Sometimes you got a lot to him. That's what I learned. But she would have never let him live. No, here's the thing: if you lied, if you lied to, if you lied to Danny about your true heritage, and she doesn't know, everything's different. I just feel like at this point he had to tell her shit. And first of all, most, how the fuck did they find out that she he murdered her? Drogan took the body and did the race, so that means he had this snitch on himself. Jon Snow, the most <laughs> truth telling dumbass nigga in all of TV history. Because there's a thing that honor shit. Have you not learned nothing? <laughs> got 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 your step pops killed. Got your brother killed. Got everybody killed, and you're like, she's my queen. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, what's it? But but goddamn writers and took Jon Snow and made him Grey Worm with only with only the fucking one phrase. Fuck you know, out of nigga. Fuck you. But D&D. you know what? Shout out to Grey Worm being the realest nigga walking. Shout out to Grey Worm for being one black nigga to make it through a violent ass series. You know, and he said, "I'm going back to North and I'm gonna find all the other Masandes. <laughs> I'm going to Zone Six. <laughs> and my nigga ended up in Atlanta anyway. Um, but yeah, um. Big shout out to all the actors and producers that put it together. Um, shout but, out to the cinema. I'm gonna fuck this word up. Cin- cinematography. Cinematography. Ah, words are hard. Words are hard. But shout out to y'all. Also, all the wardrobe and makeup and the hair. That Basically, went shout out to everybody but D and D. Basically, anyway, everybody who put it together but had nothing to do with the writing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate yeah, you. What's, what's up next, man? Um, so Ohio's doing a thing. And they're opening up the first medical marijuana dispensary opens up in, in Lebanon. Um, you do need a medical card. Mm-hmm. Um, you It is not, like, uh, for medicinal use. Yeah, you it, can't just go up there and order the pack. Nigga, you got to have, <laughs> right, you you gotta gotta have a whole, like, medical card with, like, a documented, like, reason. So, you know what? Me being the optimist and maybe a naive optimist, but I pray that this is a step in, like, a direction towards, like, more criminal reform it, for marijuana for the people who are locked up in jail, for I wish you to see my face. I, I yeah, I see your face, but maybe that you know, I if I shit is heavy right now. Fam, listen, let's be honest with ourselves here. Shit is so fucking. And we'll heavy. touch on the real real shit in a minute, bro. Listen, 
So there's there's in, with this with this marijuana kind of like reform, right, or the legalization, rebranding of marijuana. It, it all feels so hollow to me, and it feels so I agree hollow with that. because I've seen people, I've seen like weed friendly restaurants, and you see you see suburban white moms for the cover of a new marijuana rebrand, but yet. My cousins, my 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 brothers, the people who look like me, my sisters, the people who look like me, are, are still serving major time for, for the same weed that you guys are romanticizing. So, I feel ain't it. gonna get out no time soon to be able to reap the benefits of the shit that's now legal. Right. It just feels hollow. It feels hollow, and and that combined with everything else that's going on, it's like, man, like don't don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. I agree with you. So, and I guess that's where the optimist in me comes into play at because it's like, okay, change isn't overnight. And Rome wasn't built today. Reform doesn't happen overnight. It happens with small legislative steps and people being aware mm-hmm. and, and using that power to make and affect change. Mm-hmm. So, and is this little dispensary? And yes, it's medical. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It's in Lebanon for it's a reason. It's in Lebanon for a reason because it's not on the bus, li- bus line. It's not easily accessible. Just for perspective, for our like Lebanon is about white as shit. About white as shit. And it's 35, 40, exactly 45 to an hour away from the greater Cincinnati area. For those in Cincinnati, it's by the outlets. It's, it's Lebanon is in yeah. the outlet mall is the same exit. So that should give you a, a, a reference as far as how far out the way compared right. to the greater Cincinnati area it is right so about 45 minutes to an hour it's not on the bus line it's not accessible to people it's in the you know with that it should be it's not accessible to low-income people exactly and so I mean so it's it's baby steps it's like all right so it's like a balance of like okay baby steps yes but like nigga sometimes you gotta make some baby can't make baby steps forever you gotta sometimes make some grown-ass people steps you need to start making some strides and I, like I said, the optimist in me is like, maybe it's a step in the right direction. Maybe I'm being naive. And I think it just, um, and we'll talk, on, we'll touch on this a little bit later. But I think the under the, the underlying factor is, and I hate people when say like voting doesn't matter. But the, the, the key here is, and I'm not going to be one of those people who try to like shame people, like shame, shame, shame. Yeah. But you have to vote in your non-presidential elections. I think is the main thing. So, because like the, the at vote, this point, there's really no excuses, and I can't accept none from you. And it's like, and it's like, and you have to vote in your non-presidential elections because the government is smarter than you think. Because I put, I remember put it like this, like you've lied to kiddo before, right? As a parent, just to kind of like shield him from certain mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. The government is kind of responsible for taking care of all of us. Well, don't you think they shielding some stuff from us? Absolutely. And so, but because the government is smart, and especially the Republican Party is smart. The Republican Party is fucking politicking circles around the Democrats, as as much as it pains me to say. Because they push all this controversial shit and all the shit that they know like is iffy. On the non-presidential election cycle, whether it's a midterms, whether it's a special election, whether it's you know that people random ass. Yep, people are not paying attention. They're not paying attention because they're like, oh, it's not the president's not running. I don't need to necessarily vote. No, you do because that's when vote. they get. You, that's when they pass these laws that are real iffy. That's when they pass these local officers or ones that you 
see on a more day-to-day basis, one that affects your day-to-day more than these uh, federal officers do, that's when they do all that shit. Mm-hmm. But if you think voting once every four years is, like, enough, like, you're wrong. Like, my nigga, like, you're wrong. That's why I don't – that's why everyone who's kind of, like, holier than now when they vote in the presidential election to the people who don't vote in the presidential election, like, nigga, have you voted in the, have you voted in the midterm? Do, do you vote in the primaries? Do you right. vote in the special elections right. that happen in May? No, because the studies show and the numbers show that the people who look like us – don't do that shit. But the people who, the old, rich, white people, the old, rich, white men and women who don't got shit to do, they make sure their ass are at the poll every time there's an election. Also, access and education. A lot of us don't know what the special elections mean. They don't know what non-presidential elections, how that affects us. So a lot of times it's, you know, not to make an excuse because I think if you have access to the internet, if you have access to anything outside of your home. If you're able to listen to this podcast, you have you access have to, to do exactly. research. So I believe in that. But I also think that to a lot of, to an extent, I know, I can recall my parents, the reason why we're, I'm so involved in politics is because my parents were. Yeah, and I think. And I have, some of us haven't been really, really taught the effects of government. We haven't been taught. We've been taught, but we haven't. Okay, to teach and then to put it into practice are two totally different things. Right, and I think so. We may know it, but putting it into practice is where I think that gap comes in at. But this generation has a responsibility to teach the generations after us. Absolutely. In order to do that, you have to first learn. And also, this generation, we're we're the most vocal about everything. We say the quiet part loud, right? But a lot of people are vocal and uninformed. Because you're just yelling over what you see on Facebook, what you see on social media, what you see on Fox News, what you see on MSNBC, and you're not doing your own research, but you're letting whoever has did their research and then spun it, feed it to you. And so that's why information is so key. Because, like, listen, I respect everyone's opinion. I don't respect the uninformed opinion. If I ask you to back that shit up, if I ask you to provide receipts, if I ask you to provide facts and you look at me like you don't know, that's what because that's dangerous. Right. That's how that's how forty five got into office in the first place. A lot of uninformed, loud ass opinions. I agree. I absolutely agree. So um, we'll see what happens with this little dispensary. I, I pray once again, might be just me being naive. I just pray that it's a step in the correct direction. Um. So you and I both have been in therapy for the greater part of this year, and we touch on a lot about mental health and checking in and you know doing the work right so um my therapist actually when i went last week tasked me with um something and she said alex you're very transparent but transparency and vulnerability are very different yeah very very different so you can be honest about the way you feel but if you're not being allowing your feelings to like you if you're not allowing yourself to feel your feelings then you're not doing like the full work Mm -hmm. so i was like okay so I was like, "Let's. what's the bigger scale of this? So I wanted to ask you a question, and I'll also answer it, is what is, like, one of the biggest lessons you've taken from therapy thus far? Um, I think one of the biggest lessons I've taken is that, okay, it's twofold. One, that it's okay to not be okay, right? Like, and I'm going to get into, like, as an African-American male in America, right, 
our vitality and our um our worth is based off of our strength mm-hmm. physically mentally financially if you're not strong if in you know i use quotation marks if you're not strong you ain't shit so so it's like okay i i, I brush through that like okay i got i can't show that i'm hurting i can't show that i'm off right now because a it's either they're gonna look at my vulnerabilities and and use them as a means to attack me or b i got people i need to take care of that i can't just fold in front of but you're not fixing the problem you're just like it's similar to like when you're when you forgot to clean your your room when your mom was like five minutes away and you're like oh fuck and so instead of actively cleaning them, you just like throw all the clothes in the closet and under the bed and just somewhere where your mom wouldn't find it. Right. That's the same shit that like a lot of us are doing. We're not actively fixing why we're trying to feel, why do we feel off? We're just like, ah, fuck this shit. I'm hiding this in the closet because I can't let them see it. And so the first, the first lesson was it's okay to not be okay. The second lesson um, is that depression manifests differently for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes if someone's not stereotypically depressed, like, you know, the moping around the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the real outward shows of depression, right. we think, Oh, you're oh, very good. Depression manifests in certain ways. It can manifest in, Oh, you haven't cleaned up your apartment in two or three weeks. Oh, you haven't gone grocery shopping in a month and a half. Oh, like, you know, you're drinking. A lot, like oh, you you seem to, you know you seem to go extra hard at work because it's the only thing you can control. All of these things, you know, maybe not maybe not depression, but like mental illness or mental mental issues manifest itself in way more ways than we think. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's and it's hard to decipher without a professional. Right. And I think that's why we stress going to a professional. Right. Because yeah, like. I try to be there for all of my friends, sometimes to my detriment. Sometimes I'm drained after, like, trying to be there for everybody else. But I ain't a professional. I can't diagnose some shit. I can't be like, well, this sounds like this or this sounds like that. The professionals can. And I understand that it's a a privilege to be able to even do it, right? Like, like I think I told you, my my, my therapist was like, hey, you can come in whenever you want. Like, I know, but I'm broke. Like, I can afford to come in once a month. (laughs) Right, I'll see your ass once a month. Because <laughs> other than that, like, shit, I, don't, I ain't got it. You got some therapist money, nigga? Like, I thank God for my insurance because my, ther- like, my therapy is co- fully covered. So I think, I don't know how the fuck we finessed that, but we did that. Um, One of the biggest lessons I learned about my therapist is that your feelings, recognize that feelings are fickle, but they're also validation. And your feelings are definitely how you accept the world around you and how you take in the world around you. So something pisses you off you need to start taking being able to take anger and happiness with the same grain of salt or the same energy right because i think when people are extremely happy we're like oh we feed into that happiness yeah and then when people are seriously angry we we take that as a negative connotation when it's like nah bro like i would be pissed off too like sometimes anger is validation it needs to be as validated as we do happiness and or any array of emotions Uh, one of my one of my one one of uh dragonfly jones tweeted Sometimes you just need them. Fuck them niggas, friend. Like you just need that friend that when you pissed off or that you, man, fuck them niggas. Sometimes you need that friend to validate, like, yo, like you're valid in the and fuck these niggas. 
Yeah. You're valid in your anger. What's crazy is that there's a small situation I find myself in this past weekend that tested my ability to decipher, like, okay, Alex, what's worth it right now? Because you would be absolutely right for reading this person for fucking filth because they're moving extra foul. You'd be absolutely right in doing that. And nobody would blame you for that. Nobody would blame you for this curse out that they are asking. You are literally asking for the smoke that I'm really trying to avoid giving you. However, at the end of this conversation, at the end of that read, how good or bad is it? Like, what, what's your angle? Because are you expecting this person to change? Are you expecting different behavior? Sometimes like, we can't, like, you, s- certain people aren't worth the energy it takes to cuss them out. They're not worth the energy it takes to hit them in the face. Because people are leeches. They suck energy. But they, they're black holes. They just right. take and take and, and take I, and take. But and take. see, that's the thing. I also sit on, like, the intersection of ra- irrational and rational. And I find myself... Like, I tell myself, I sit at, like, the intersection of tea and incense and Hennessy and cigarettes. And then it's like, I, I'm very much so a pick my battle type of girl. But when I really feel like I've been crossed in my head, and a lot of it has to do with my upbringing, I have a hard time letting some of that shit go. I have a hard time... Because I hate the whole be the bigger person narrative. I hate it so much because the person that did you wrong, when people are telling me you need to be the bigger person, it's like, okay, be the bigger person because I am the bigger person. Got it. But at the same time, this person needs to be held accountable for bullshit. And it becomes very passive when we say be the bigger person, but there's no accountability piece to that. But the the question is, what does that accountability look like? Exactly. Which brings us to our next fucking point. Because we talk a lot about accountability, accountability, Hold hold your people accountable. When do we actually start doing that? What does that look like in practice or in action? For me, it's don't let my bullshit slip. If I'm moving wrong, if I'm doing something wrong, I'm always as much as I can dish it is as much as I can take it. And I never say or do anything to anybody that I don't expect to get back tenfold because it does come back in many different shapes and sizes. And typically it doesn't come back in the same portion that you dished it. It's always bigger. It, it moves different. And, and another thing about ca- accountability, yeah, in y'all's general, so, like, if it doesn't apply to anybody. Niggas and y'all is gender neutral. Let it fly. But it's like, it's like off again, on again accountability. Like, it's accountability unless that's your homegirl. It's accountability unless that's your, your, your nigga. Everyone else can get this accountability smoke, but nah. with certain people were like, eh. That's but just see, them. N- nah, nigga, we got to keep the same energy. But see, I speak in my own, I, got, I can only speak for my own friend group, and we don't let that shit happen. Like, I'm on the outs right now with somebody that, you know, fine, this is going to apply to a couple different situations. Fuck it, we live. But people who disagree with something I've said or something I've done or the way I may have stepped, my line is always open. And they've hit me with it. Alex, I don't agree with X, Y, and Z. Alex, you acting real crazy. Alex, this, down the third. I don't agree with the way you're moving right now. Okay, where are your receipts? Show me where I was wrong. Okay, on this date and at this time, you said this. And this what you said here is not lining up with your actions here. Okay, I see it. Where do we go from here? And that's always going to be my next question. But it's always, if you show me where my actions were not, didn't line up for, as me being the person that I said I was going to be. As my friend, it's your job to call me out on that. And I expect my friends to do that. I don't have no yes men in my circle. 
There's not a single person that's going to pacify me for the for for whatever reason. I don't like that shit. I'm not always right, but I'm not always wrong. My, I just, again, I know keep that same energy is super cliche, but it's one of those things where I'm a huge believer in don't throw stones from a glass house. Because, like, a lot of people love to, like, be that accountability partner. But when you try to, like, not even try when you, because, again, if we if we go keep that same energy, if we going to keep each other accountable, nigga, it's not a one-way street. Nope, not at all. And so, but when I try to be like, hey, this this seems a little off, this seems a little iffy. And then next thing you know, like, you take that as offense, as, but as not constructive as you take that as just pure criticism, I'm like, okay cool if that's how we moving i'm okay with that just keep your mouth shut next time you feel the need to tell me about myself if you cannot receive that same energy in return that's it that's that's literally just it that's all i ask i think um accountability is a part of every healthy relationship platonic and and romantic but especially romantically y'all be y'all be doing some of the craziest sex positions with these niggas and you yet you don't want to be accountable you don't want to hold niggas accountable you you don't put her you don't put your mouth all on her no no square but yet you're afraid to speak the fuck up when she does something that pisses you off make it make it make sense the no no square you took me out (laughs) i haven't heard no no square forever shout out to austin Austin. (laughs) shout out to austin (laughs) but no but see also we talk a lot about like our romantic relationships and we're willing to go to bat for these niggas and women because they do the mctwist 3000 exactly how you like it and you're not trying to teach somebody else how to do that same move but your platonic friendships are to me a little bit more important because and we're not and and i know i'm guilty of it you gonna have a way with no friends nigga right that's why that's why i don't i don't appreciate Men and women who 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 get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend, and, and go ghost. Like all right, like all right, like I'm like, and this happened to me a couple of times because as a man, as a male who's had some f- female friends, you know they get a nigga, and the nigga don't he feel uncomfortable because he's like, who this nigga that's hugging you or this and the third. And I'm My like, romantic partner can never ever ever be that that kind of guy. Like you can't be jealous. But also, I like my men cordial, not friendly. Don't be with all that pleasantry shit, but don't be an asshole. You know what I mean? With like, people who weren't bare before. Exactly. Like, don't, listen, I will never disrespect the female company or my guy's women friends. I would, bro, those women have been a part of your support system in your circle way before I even happened upon you. Do not ever diss them for me. Am I the priority? Yeah, but I don't have to flex. You got nothing to prove to me. I'm not going nowhere. Neither are they. You ain't got to flex. I don't have to pull my rank. It ain't, it's not It's not a worth thing here, sis. Like, we're, we love this man in different facets, but with a strange intensity. So let let it let love be love. But I just also feel like those friends that get in these relationships, and I'm definitely up underneath my man-ass bitch. I'm definitely head-ass. <laughs> I am for sure head-ass. No place I'd rather be up underneath my nigga. But I need a break, too, and I, need, I definitely am big about my space. I'm definitely like I need my own time, whether it be with my girls, whether it be by my fucking self. But like, I, again, I just, I, again, 
just as as long as that same energy is applied, because because it, it'd be a lot of friendly ass women saying they need a nigga not to be friendly. Oh, so you could be friendly without him being watching your ass? It's okay. Like Mm-mm. just 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 don't ask for things that you're not let you're not ready to. And I completely agree. But just make sure that the same type of person that you you're requiring that you actually are. Like the same shit that you want out of a person, you need to be. One of my homies always told me, like, imagine a girl of your dreams right now, or the guy of your dreams right now. Mm-hmm. Would that person want to date you? Yeah. And I'm not trying to, and I say that with no arrogancy. I I would date me, and I'm not saying that because I think I'm fine as hell and I know what my qualities are. But I'm saying that because I know the growth that I put into becoming somebody that I'd want that I actually like. I'm okay with being by myself because I actually like myself. I actually enjoy my own company. I I, I saw something else that was like, would you date your would you date your girlfriends? Like people was asking, would you date your girlfriends? And all the responses I saw was like, nigga, fuck no, that bitch crazy. Um, actually, <laughs> I have two women friends that like I would date. Absolutely, because those have two more than most motherfuckers. I, because I know they're crazy, but I also know their heart. I know their intentions. I know where their heads are at. I know their futures are. We talk finances all the time. Like we we push each other to be better in a lot of different facets. And like, absolutely, if I was a man, I would date those women. Or if I, we weren't platonic, I would date those women. I don't date my friends, so. Fair enough. Absolutely. Um, where you want to go, Calvin? We want to go heavy. Want to go light? Let's go heavy and then come back to light. All right. So, um, first things first, and um, we'll 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 prepare you. Um, <laughs> so for those who are have been living under a rock, um, in the past two weeks, four 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 states have passed extremely restrictive. Um, laws about abortion. Um, Georgia, Texas, am I not mistaken? Was Texas one of them? I don't think it was Texas. It was Georgia, Ohio, Alabama, 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 and Missouri. Yes. Missouri was the last one. Um, have passed their own versions of these quote unquote heartbeat ban, heartbeat bills. So, in synopsis, a heartbeat bill is saying that once a heartbeat is detected in the fetus, that they are trying to ban procedures, abortion procedures, after that heart, first heartbeat is detected. And along with ancillary, like, quote-unquote abortion drugs, and I say that with super quotation marks, like birth control, the morning after pill, plan B, things of that nature. Now, the, the, the main controversy about these heartbeat bills is that the first heartbeat is generally detected within six to eight weeks of, of pregnancy. Most women do not know that they're pregnant until around six to eight weeks. Um, so you can see how that could be considered an, a ban on abortion. If if by the time I get pregnant, I already can't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's kind of the synopsis. Did I miss anything? Um, no. So I'm going to get to the facts before I get to feelings. But... Um, Alabama's has been of the four states that have passed it. Alabama has been the most restrictive. Um, it was written and pushed by two white women, and I don't believe in saying their names because I'm not going to give them any more platform than that. 
um, doctors and patients found guilty um, face prison sentences up, up to, to 99 years. Can be charged with murder and prison sentences up to 99 years. There's also been talks of like the death penalty being pushed for women. It's, and there's no. There's no quote unquote rape or incest. There's no rape exceptions or incest inception exceptions. There's also um, rare exceptions for women with like medical conditions. But in the bill, medical condition mean like an eptoctic pregnancy. But in the bill, they can actually remove the the fetus from the tube and then implant it into the cervix, which is again never been done before, and it's experimentation on women and with procedures that have not been tested nor passed or anything. Um, the law is set to be taken into effect within six months in Alabama. However, other states are looking toward more towards a year. So let me be clear. The abortion, um, the heartbeat bill are, is not a law yet. So, so if you, so if you're living in any of those aforementioned States, you are still well within your rights to get a legal safe, safe abortion. abortion. My line is always open to help with resources for any type of care regarding women's health care, birth control, abortion services. If Even if I don't have the answer, I will connect you to the resources who do. Um, please. You're not ever alone. Um, I, I, I even saw it it, it, it. it was crazy that people had to. I saw a post that was like literally detailing like the ways to kind of like travel incognito to get it type shit like yes like this is 2019 that we talk about you know what i mean like so yeah even in alabama they're starting they want to take into um have it so if a woman travels outside of her state to get an abortion she could still be charged um which is complete nonsense also um let me let me stick to the facts first um the other part about it was the the reason why this is so controversial outside of like the obvious is about the fact that the law directly undermines Roe versus Wade. So this is a direct attempt to overturn the ruling of Roe versus Wade. And it's 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 coordinated. So it's, so I think because all of these all of these bans popped up like back to back to back to back to back, and in order to kind of in order for again this is speculation with a, a pop, but it's what's happening. In order for one of them, because the ACLU mm-hmm. have said, like, look, if y'all pass any, if any bill, any bill of this nature that gets passed, we're suing. And so, and so the, the the goal is going to end. One of these is going to end up in the Supreme Court, more off, most likely. The Supreme Court right now is conservative. It's five conservative, four quote unquote liberal. And one of those four, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, is eighty-eight years old. Had them beat cancer, them beat a bunch of she. She's not in the best health. Right. So, if she steps down or passes, because Supreme Court Supreme Courtship is a lifetime. It's a uh, yeah. It's a, full, so it's a lifetime. We. It, it it circles back to the importance of voting, and I really don't want to go there. That's not my point. So. Before I start getting into my feelings about abortion, I am. Um, a lot of you guys know somebody who has had an abortion and you may not know it. And abortion services have impacted every uh, there's at least one person, you know, that abortion services have impacted. And I recall a girl um, who had already been a mother and I want to say her child was about three, mm-hmm. four at the time. Um she was in a situation that wasn't the most favorable for another baby. Wasn't whatever her reasons were. 
she was you know involved with a young man who probably also wasn't ready for a child they met conferred about it he supported her decision and he really had recognized that his autonomy he had none in the situation she came to him because she needed a support system that was the man that she was seeing at the time and decided that as as a couple and as a unit that they were going to terminate a pregnancy um young woman goes in and for the first consultation they take you through the effects of abortion exactly what the procedure is going to be um, the side effects and the fact that you cannot get the procedure by herself. They explained to this young woman that um, at the time that she discovered that she was pregnant and they, they do a sonogram that she was only about five weeks pregnant. Um, at the time that was at the time of the first appointment, the consultation, um, which mean that and the consultation is always two weeks out from the actual procedure, at least. Um, so by the time she was to get the procedure, she would have been at least seven weeks pregnant. And had this law been taken into effect the year that she had it, she wouldn't have been able to get services, right? So thank God this happens years ago. Um, She comes back two weeks. She has her procedure done. Um, It was what people like to call a vacuum procedure um, where they, I'm not going to get into p- specifics, but the fetus was aborted. It wasn't... Um, she followed her doctor's instructions. She got follow-up and aftercare. Um, the service were clean. It was professional. And it was um, followed up with her, her physician. At the end of the services, they asked her for her preference in birth control. Um, whether she wanted it or not, it was up to her. Her and the young man completely left the appointment. The abortion was successful. And decisions were made um, because two because she decided to make a decision for the betterment of her and her child. She decided to make a decision for herself and which is perfectly okay. I preface that story by saying that there's a young woman that everybody knows who has had an abortion. And I am that young woman. I'm not ashamed to say that. And as I have to put myself in the same shoes over again, I would have made the exact same decision for my own fucking reasons. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who's listening, who looks going to see me and have an opinion and look at me different. And to you, I say, kiss my ass. Because had I had another child, I think about the life of the child that I was already taking care of and how his life would have been impacted. I think about my own and the strides that I've been able to make and the decisions I've been able to make because I made that decision. And put me and my family in a better position. It's not always these. I hate the propaganda surrounding abortion. It's not from the pictures. Six weeks pregnant. Her stomach does not look like that. There's not a bulge. There's not a baby bump. At six weeks pregnant, it's a zygote. It's a collection of cells. She's she's not showing. You're not showing. I honestly didn't start showing until I was about. Mm, five months pregnant and I'm a small I was only 115 pounds I didn't start showing until I was five months so you're putting up abortion bans about six weeks pregnant next to pictures of five months six month pregnant ass women that's not what it looks like and let me tell you something a woman decides to carry that baby to full term she's not looking for an abortion that's not it women are not going and carrying babies full term to kill them you're not speaking to those women also, that's already deemed illegal. That's ext- eh? There is no state that allows a woman to carry a baby to full term and kill it. 
let's let's the facts are the facts. There's not a single stick connecting state in the United States of America. None of these 50 motherfuckers that will allow a woman to walk into an abortion clinic at 37 weeks pregnant and terminate. Nobody's doing that service. Number one, number two. The cases of rape and incest are not the only cases where it is absolutely okay for a woman to get an abortion simply because she does not want to have a child is enough reason to get an abortion. What kind of mothers, what kind of parents are these women going to be because they were forced to have a child? Pregnancy is not a result of sex. An orgasm is. Supposed to be, because some of y'all niggas ain't shit. But, and if we're being all the way clear, the only thing that can get a woman pregnant is male, the result of a male orgasm. So why are we banning women? Why are we? Why is my body a political playground? It's your shit that should be clipped the fuck up. I can't get me pregnant. If we're being all the way real, this is a complete attack on poor pregnant women because the rich white men were having their mistresses sent off to get abortions. This don't affect them at all. They got the bread to get it done and will get it done. Have been getting it done if we're being all the way honest. And to the 53% of white women who voted for Trump and have the fucking gall to be out here protesting, you're as much a part of the problem as the bitches who signed the fucking bill. I am tired. I'm exhausted. And my heart is broken. And to be honest with you, we want to talk about hope and optimism. And I'm trying not to get, like, crazy emotional. But it's hard not to feel like there's a complete attack on women. It's hard to feel like. And then... It's hard to not see this shit and not become extremely depressed. Because the one thing I should have control over is my goddamn body. This is not a political playground. This is not your legislative lines. My uterus is not up for your fucking debate. I'm tired. I am so tired. And I, I just want to be left the fuck alone. In all aspects. Leave my body the fuck alone. If I wanted a politician inside of my fucking uterus, I'd fuck one. And at this point, it's not too hard. Just leave women the fuck alone. And when I say women, and I'm going to go ahead and just snowball right into it, that includes trans women as well. Um, just this week, there was a death. And I'm going to say her name. Let me pull it up because I want to make sure I get this right. I just, before I get there, before I get there, I'm tired. And when it's time for us to have real conversations about how toxic masculinity, transphobia, homophobia is killing black women. Her name is Dana Martin, Malaysia Booker, Ashanti Cameron, Claire Legato. Michelle Simon, five black trans women have been killed this year because of toxic masculinity, homophobia, and transphobia. If black lives truly do matter, they start with the people who do not look, who aren't shaped the way that you feel like they should be shaped, but they are still black and they're still deserving of our protection. And I know this episode, I'm asking for all the smoke and I want it. And I do feel like we may lose a couple listeners and fuck y'all. But black lives, all of them matter. Not just the ones that you think look and act like you. 
I'm going to get off my high horse here because I, I, I could go on all day. But it's been a really, really, it's a really rough time for black women across the board. And it's time for our, us to be protected. And if you are true an ally, you would figure out a way to have to, to, to protect us and be there and give voice and become a platform and become it would be extremely irresponsible for me to have this platform and not speak out against the attack that is currently black women, currently women of color, currently women who are disenfranchised and, and disadvantaged, poor women. We have to fight. And I don't know what that fight looks like, but I'm prepared for it. That's that's my piece. I'm sorry, y'all. I just I'm as somebody who know whose life was affected by needing an abortion service, having an abortion, and the fact that I'm here today to tell my story. Um, and it needs to be done. It needs to be protected. Did you know that of Planned Parenthood services, abortion services are only ten percent. If if that. If that, they do cancer screening, STD, STI screenings, HIV, AIDS screenings. They do um, education, contraceptive education. Like, there's so many services that encompass Planned Parenthood, but we're choosing to focus on the minority of it all. We focus on the minority of a lot of things. Um, I think that unfairly, um, well, first and foremost, let let me not be... We thank you for having the guts, having the, 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 the emotional fortitude to share your story. It's not it's not easy, um, but you chose to do that in order to help someone else who may not have the same level to be able to share our own. So for that, we as an audience, we thank you. Uh, can I talk? I mean... I mean, I don't know, cause it's all right. So, it's, so as a as a black man, it's hard. This is it's hard for us for different reasons, and I'm not trying to play the oppression Olympics. So, don't come. I'll block niggas. I, I ain't got. I ain't got this. I ain't oh got yeah, this. this ain't the oppression Olympics. Me and Calvin sharing the fight together. And so it's so it's, so it's, it's, it's it, 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 it it's weird. And not, I'm trying to find the right words. So part of it is like, you see, part of the conversation is how men need to. Shut the fuck up and be fair. And then the other part of the conversation is how men need to speak the fuck up and and, and, and be allies and, 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 and kind of be loud. And I guess for me, and I'm speaking for me, right? It's hard. It's like it's it feels like I'm caught in between. What's the best way in to be so, a quote unquote ally? So are you asking? I'm asking. All right. I think it's a little bit of both. And let me explain. Know when it's your turn to speak, which is, I mean, honestly, you think it's common sense. And it, it goes across the board for me. There are certain ways that you are affected by this world as a black man that I, because I'm not a black woman, black man, can't, it's beyond my, my, my scope of understanding. Mm. But in order to gain understanding, I cannot talk and listen at the same time. Mm. And the same rules apply when you talk about allyship. You have a platform. You have a, an opportunity to speak and say, listen, this is fucked up for X, Y, Z reasons. Give black women and, and the opportunity to speak for themselves on X, Y, Z plane. As an ally, that's what you do. But also, it's knowing when and where. It's also knowing, okay, this ain't my time. This ain't, like you said, clearing the dance floor when Megan Thee Stallion come on. 
clearing the platform when it directly affects the people when the people directly affected me the opportunity to speak on it you clear the way all right i'm gonna push everybody to the back so that you have the floor the floor is yours but when the person affected is being spoke about and they're not in the room to defend themselves that's when you should be speaking that's when you leverage your time and your talents to be a voice for the people who for the voiceless or the people who aren't in the are present in the room to defend themselves that's how you leverage yourself in the fight or in the battle or the struggle whatever that's how you say okay alex is in the room as a black man she, black woman she can speak for her experiences but i'm going to shut the fuck up the rest of everybody else so she can speak it's not my turn to talk but if you hear somebody bashing black women or bashing, you know what I'm saying, you're the group that you're you call yourself an ally to and they're not the representative of that party is not there to defend themselves, then you get to talking your shit. That's your time to shine. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does. It does. I mean and so I and, and I'm try I'm, I'm I'm pausing because I want to make sure what I say is clear, concise as possible. Right. Because we've had history of people taking my words and been doing the goddamn pretzel twist into something I don't mean to say. And so, first and foremost, um, we got a, you know, the, the average life expectancy for a black trans woman is 35 years. Am, 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 I, am I correct on that? 35. 35. Like. I want to say Malaysia was 20. Tw- there's, there's a couple 23. There's one was 23, one was 40. But, like, around the average is 35. Like, at 23, she was in "quote unquote" midlife, right? And and, and that's just and that's just a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a cold hall it's a cold number, right? Because it's like, damn, like imagine if your life if everything after 35 was considered a bonus. Let's take Malaysia's story, for example. Yeah, cause I don't know much about. Let's I don't, take know, Malaysia's I don't story. know much about it. Two weeks prior to Malaysia's fatal um, shooting, there was a man, cis heterosexual black man, bet another cis heterosexual black man $200 to beat her up on camera, and the video went viral. Two weeks later, her body was found shot dead. Your jokes are contributing to the problem, not yours, but the jokes are contributing to the problem. Not that you've ever made a joke, you know better. You are an ally, and I thank you for that. Trans jokes are not fucking funny. They're not funny because they contribute and they fuel the fire for people to be hateful and violent. Can I, can I say something real quick? Absolutely. Um, and I think this is also like, so again, we're not placing blame. There's no blame game we're trying to place here as far as like, oh, you did this, but you did this. But I remember when Dwight Howard, it was that the, the rumors of that, like he was, yeah. that, that he was, you know. It took him out for an entire season. Took him out, took him out for, but also like the, the exposed, the exposing of it and like the, just the, the rhetoric of the comments of it. That's also, that's also the reason why I mention it is because the reaction to a Dwight Howard or to a young buck or to anyone else who's quote unquote alleged to have relations with a transgender woman and the ridicule that all of us place, you know, the butt of all the jokes mm-hmm. that contributes 
too transphobia because it's like look if this gets out they gonna they gonna roast me until i don't ha- i no longer have a career until i'm no longer able to move in those spaces. I so i gotta kill you for it and that's not fair it's not fair to it's not fair to the the, the transgender woman who didn't who asked for nothing but life and it's not fair and but it's also we talk about the jokes we talk about not only the jokes that you know the he quote unquote he she Joanna Mans and, and all of this other stuff, but we talk about the jokes that we let every time somebody is quote unquote accused. And it's crazy that like having having sexual relations can be considered an accused type of thing. But that's right. You, but you, you do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so we the reactions for whenever that a story of like that comes out, and we just flame whoever the whoever the quote unquote straight party is that contributes to unfortunately these these women losing their lives far too far too soon and i think we have to and far i'm not trying to become the 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 the, the, the trans life speaker i'm not trying to, but i think we have to understand it like we contribute to these people feeling the need to react violently you enable violence when, when you, you contribute to those kind of narratives you enable violence now you may not be the person with the smoking gun but you do contribute to the ideology and to the to the rationale of thinking that that kind of shit is okay that kind of reaction is okay it's not your reaction to violence for somebody living their truth and their life is not okay and, and the other comment i've had is i want people to be more accurate in their criticisms mm-hmm. I, and and the reason why is because Twitter likes to bring, paint with a broad with a broad brush, and it irks me when I see black men grouped with these elitist white men, like the twenty five Alabama senators who 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 voted for their their version of the abortion law, like the like the senator like the the legislature in Ohio or Georgia and I look at those people making those decisions and I see nothing but white men but because we're not accurate in a lot of some of our criticisms we you it's know lumped in as all yeah and it's like and, and it's like and and, and and I look at them like well I see the majority of black men but I follow are speaking out just like you're speaking out like I see the majority of because we're like because we understand that like in if in this black man dates black woman society that we try to trumpet, what affects you affects me. If you can no longer have a legal and safe abortion in the state of Ohio, that affects me as your partner in number of ways. I agree. And so, and and okay, and so and so that's. But, see, what, I, but first, I want to thank you for recognizing that, because I think that's a lot of that's also part of a lot of the far- arguments that I've had recently. Men are not recognizing how this also affects them, and the fact that you get that, my health care is your health care. My access to contraceptive that works for me affects our sexual health. Like, listen, and it's like for all the times that we rightfully and unrightfully complain about child support. A lot of y'all niggas need to be on the front fucking lines. (laughs) Like, like it's 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 not funny, but like, nigga, 
you as want, much you as want, we complain about child nigga, support, nigga, you want them to be able to have all the abortion access. We're gonna end with this, as far as the abortion bill goes, is you know what? White women will always be the weakest link when it comes to the struggle of equality, because honestly, they view equality as achieving status with white men. And the only problem is that white men's status is contingent upon the oppression of other fucking people. So the two white women who really thought that, like, they were going to be... The white woman governor. You know what I mean? signing the shit. Like, like, what the fuck were you honestly thinking? And the bitch who signed the fucking bill, you just don't even fucking work no more. Shorty, like, 85, some some, some astronaut age. But I think, I, I think, yeah, we talk about criticism, right? And I think it's like... As a black man, like, if you're going to criticize black men, don't let me in with other motherfuckers. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have enough that you could actively criticize us for that we don't need the shit that ain't our fault. You know what I mean? It's like, if you, you go, that's, I wrong. think that's the main thing. It's like, not wrong. Like, if we got so much shit that you could actively, like, talk about, that the sh- that's why I get annoyed when shit that ain't our fault that we had nothing to do with it. We, was vote- we voted no just like y'all did. And y'all looking at us like, the fuck oh we know where black men stood when it came to this election so that's not it but you know i just i wanted to make sure that i use my platform to talk about my story and my journey i wanted to eliminate some stigmas i wanted to get get it out and open it's not your you know it's not always this i hate the fact that the picture's painted that it's just these floozies and one night stands and these loose women running around using abortion but as hit, clinics but, as revolving but, but, doors but but even if they were that's their motherfucking choice like we talked about like a lot of a focus and we'll get off on this because i mean i'm pretty sure they want to sign up for us to talk about this for 45 minutes but whatever fuck y'all <laughs> but like it's important but like a lot of a lot of a outrage was was based off of the rape and incest not exceptions, right? Which, right. which is right, rightfully so. But it was if if the condom breaks, sh- shouldn't she have a right to? If if you if you shouldn't be punished for having consensual sex and not wanting a kid out of it. And I think we lose that sometimes because we focus so much on the rape. They make it, it seem like pregnancy is a punishment for having sex. You, the sex that everybody's having. Like, like it's like Mean Girls. Like, don't have sex, you'll get pregnant and die. Like, that's what they. And then you can't. I talk. A lot of people talk about like, well, getting your getting a vasectomy. Like, Nick, this like vasectomies and tube side, They won't. A lot of people hospitals won't even allow there you to are, do that until hospital, you have a kid already. So <laughs> glad you mentioned that because I, after I had my son, did not want any more kids. I still don't. So the fact that like. I, at 28, with an already child, they will not tie my tubes unless I had three kids. Unless I already had three kids. Or, like, you got to get past a certain age, right? Yeah. Like, I have to at least be 35. And, like, the age is 35 if I have no children. With one child, it's still 35. I have to have had three children in order to have uh, uh, get my tubes tied. and, and, And so, yeah. And so, like, that. And there are hospitals who do not perform the procedure. There are hospitals in Cincinnati who will not perform that procedure. And all of the civil rights laws that we have passed since 1964, all of them have a religious exception. <laughs> so there's people, they're in the bylaws of a lot of these laws that we champion, the Civil Rights Act, that, have a, that they can choose not to do something if it's against their religion. Yep. Which is wild. Wild. 
Um, so yeah, my thoughts about that are ladies. Once again, I'm going to end that topic on saying if you need abortion services, healthcare services, you have questions, you need answers, you don't know who to turn to. Anything you talk to me about is absolutely confidential. It will never be discussed on air. It won't even leave my inbox. You let me know what you need and I will point you in the right direction. If I can't get the help for you, my damn self, it's always love here. Gentlemen, that calls for you too. You don't know what to talk about. You don't know how to talk about. You don't know how to be an ally. You don't know how to be there. You find yourself in a situation with Shorty. You need some help in, in framing the conversation. You come to me and I will, we can have that. We can. We, I'm here. All right. Be safe, man. And also, continue to fight. Continue to vote. Cause like, don't be stupid, stupid. Cause like this, this, this goes into you know, if you want to donate to Planned Parenthood, donate to the, the different funds that are still championing, you know, safe and legal abortions. Make a note, Ohio, of all the people that are up for election this November, and how they voted. I think we should have a voting mixer. We'll get there. Anyway, real quick before they kick our asses out of here, what was our question of the day, friend? All right, question of the day. Um, Again, again, for all questions of the day, you can go follow me on Instagram at CDD513. Question of the day was, if I could get, if you could guarantee two and only two qualities in a partner, what would they be? What were yours? I think I was classy first, right? I'm childish. <laughs> the exact same reason. For the exact same reason. Um... The number one quality that I would need is emotional intelligence. Like, I need emotion. I need somebody who's emotionally intelligent. At this point, it's not even, like, it's not even a negotiable. Like, you need to be, uh, you need to understand you. And also, you need to have enough wherewithal to know what you don't know. And we can work on that together. But I just, I need a partner who's emotionally intelligent and emotionally accountable. My first, I think my, my first one is stability, and and I'm cheating because that means financial stability, emotional stability, mental st- like I need because I need wh- whoever my dream partner is. I can't do the highs and lows. The I don't know am I getting Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I don't know if I'm getting, do- you know, whatever at a given moment because that stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Like I see too many niggas. Walking, walking on eggshells around a girl because they don't know which version of their girl they gonna get today. Nah, I can't do that. I will remain single. Yeah, we gotta stop romanticizing crazy partners. That shit ain't it. It's not. That shit ain't it. It's not at all. Um, I don't like that shit. It's abusive, and that whole crazy girlfriend thing. Oh, I'm fucking nuts. That's that's not that's not it. I'm crazy about you. I'm not crazy for you. There's a difference. Yeah, not like niggas romanticize. Abuse, abuse when it comes from women and their partners, or it, it, or or say like, oh, he he wasn't strong enough to handle me. Why do I gotta handle you? You're a grown ass woman. Handle your damn self. I just I don't like that crazy partner bullshit because it, it's manipulative. It's a lot of different shit. I you know, man, I've had you've had, I've had chicks fighting suicide if I broke up Listen, with them. Like we leave Frank Lucas alone. <laughs> We're good. Um, I think my second trait is I need. Mm, not to piggyback, but, like, I think stability is a good one for me, too. I've been through way too many situations where, like, I was, like, there were, yeah, stability. I've been through way too many situations where it was, like, we were constantly getting it out of the mud and constantly, like, struggling and constantly trying like, to. Like, you try to turn 20 into 200. Real quick. Like, you like, don't know nah. when the rent coming this month, but you I, know, like. No, nah, that shit. Listen, struggle love, and that's the other part. I do not have to struggle with you in order to prove my worth. I, you knew 
what time it was when you approached me, nigga. I'm not going to struggle with you in order to prove that I'm worthy of you. I'm not doing that. I, I'm that I'm I'm closer to 30 than I am 20. We are past that shit. You do not have to put up with nobody's shit to prove you are worthy of them. Mm-mm, not doing it. I think my second one is you got to be a good communicator. Um, because I again, this is all based off past experiences. I, I've dealt with way too many women who don't know how to communicate, don't know how to communicate well. Who, will, when we're mad, they just go quiet. And when you ask them what's wrong, it's like, oh, nothing's wrong. But you might, we both know something's wrong. Help me fix it, or we'll not talk to you for a couple of days. If it come pop back up, like everything's good to go. Like, no, who, where the fuck have you been? Or we'll just not be able to communicate things effectively. Whatever. So I personally. For me, and this is just a part of how, like, the checks and balances of my emotions. If I'm upset about something and it's not, A, the right time to address it, or, B, I don't know how to address it, I won't talk about it in that moment. Because I want to make sure that I'm heard and I'm understood. So I've been I've been that woman. And cause for, but for, for me, at least say, like, hey, we'll talk about it later. To let me know that we are going to talk about it. It's like, hey, we'll talk about it later. And because for me, and for a lot of men, if he hit me with the "we need to talk" shit, gives me anxiety. No, no, it's, no. It, you need to talk, bitch. <laughs> first of all, most we need to talk never ends well because it's never a, a full discussion. It's you getting talked at about what you need to do. Yeah, but like yeah, for I me, can't. so so if I if I'm asked what's wrong, and then because I I can tell something's off, and I, and I want as as men, if we care about you, we want we want to fix shit. Then you then you just tell me nothing. I'm like, all right, like then and then women are super good at the I'll put I'll, I'll keep this in the pocket into another argument and and another you, y'all love and another thing. Right. And, and so I'm like, look, let's let's squash it now or let's squash it when we get home because we 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 ain't doing the argument in public or okay, cool. It's not a good time to talk about it, but we do know that like we gotta adjust, address it. Address okay. it. So cool. Otherwise. Because if you don't tell me what's wrong, then you get mad at me for doing it again where I, kn- I didn't know it was wrong the first time. Like, no, nah, we're not doing that. I need you to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because if you want me to be emotional, good, what, what good is emotional intelligence if you can't properly communicate it? Exactly. I agree with that. But no, it's your girl. I appreciate y'all time. More importantly, I appreciate the space to share my story. I always, I'm always forever humbled and grateful and just, I'm... I'm Sometimes it gets overwhelming, like, especially when it's been nothing but love and support. And even some of the criticism. Y'all come at me with some criticisms, which have been fair. And I take that as, I take that with the same energy that I take, like, you know, the the love. Because it's all support in my head. Like, good, bad, or indifferent. So, this your girl, Ali Nicole, signing out with, with a forever grateful heart. It's your boy, C. Diddy. Um, again, like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. Um, we appreciate... All your listens, we appreciate the criticisms, the good and the bad, and um, be patient with us. We're continuing, to, we're continuing to work to try to make this the best possible experience for both yourself and for us. So in the meantime, let's enjoy this ride together. We're out. You call it vibe, vibe, shooting shots, why not? Why not tell me the thank you want to do? Baby, I'm doing me.